Hello and welcome to episode 65 of the Beyond the Self podcast. I am your host, Africa. Ah, I've missed you. I've missed you and I've missed this and I kind of feel like a naughty child who's come home late. (laughs) I do, I do, but you know what? I have been taking a much needed pause and the biggest reason for this pause was that I, I needed to finish writing my book. I don't know how much I told you in the previous episodes, but I went through a little bit of a blunder, a blunder that actually turned out to be a gift in many ways. And I'll I'll share with you the specifics in future. It's not for today, but to put it very simply, I ended up writing the wrong book. I ended up writing the wrong book. And in September, early September, from the 4th of September, to be very specific, I had to start writing my book all over again. And it's not to say anything that I had written before was completely void, even though a lot of it was, a lot of it I was still able to use. And for those that are listening and have no idea what I'm talking about, I have been writing a book and I've been writing this book for the past, I'd say three years. And it has been the most challenging thing I've ever done in my entire life besides getting sober. And I've said that time and time and time again, and I will continue to say it because it is the absolute truth. It is the most grueling thing I've ever done, but it's also been the most exciting, the most liberating, the thing that has allowed me to really strengthen my skill set, the thing that has given me so much confidence in my voice and my work and my message and everything that I'm doing, but it has been fucking hard. And I started writing a while ago, compiling notes and research and different messages that I was receiving, different conversations that I was having, my client archive, all of the things. And when I submitted the manuscript in August, it turned out that I had written something completely different to the thing that I needed to write, to the thing that I wanted to write. I was playing it safe in so many ways and I got very valuable feedback, feedback that was difficult to receive in many ways, but it's exactly what I needed to hear because it tapped into a truth that I already knew. And in September, I started writing again and I submitted my final draft two weeks ago and that draft was accepted, which means the tough part is over. My words have been put out into the ether and into the hands of my publishers and they have been accepted 64,000 words and I'm proud of every single one of those words, even though I now have carpal tunnel syndrome, which is getting better as each day goes, even though I had an eye that was twitching for the past three weeks, and there's a little bit of a twitch here and there because I would be on the computer for about 10 to 14 hours every single day writing. Man, it has been... 
I, I don't even have enough words, but I needed to step away from a lot of things. I needed to say no. I needed to move a lot of things around. I needed to press pause on this podcast. I care so much about this podcast and the work that I'm doing here and have been doing since 2020 when I first started it. But I know when it's important to step back. I know when it's important to prioritize my well-being. I know that you're here you're not going anywhere. And even if you do, I know that one day you might return. And I know that some of you are completely new to this podcast. And if you are, thank you so much. And to that person that hates my updates, you might want to skip this episode <laughs> because it's going to be updates only. Okay. But um, it is just such a pleasure to be sitting down and to be speaking into my microphone to be getting into this rhythm again because there's so much that I have learned in the past year but specifically in the past three months because I've had to be with my message and my words and to write it down and to take it in and to revisit all of the work that I've done with clients around self-sabotage, around self-censorship, around repressed expression, around tongue liberation. I always say I'm in the work of tongue liberation and I like it because it sounds quite sexy as well. I'm in the work of tongue liberation and I am, and I am, but it, it has really allowed me to further establish my credibility within myself, which I think is very, very important. I'm someone that I always want to master my craft. I want to master my voice. I want to be very intentional about what I say, what I put out into the world. I'm not obsessive, but I'm very, very intentional so I, I know when stepping back is needed. I know when I need to sort of just retreat into my cave, into my creative cave. And that's exactly what I did. And now I I feel like I'm re-emerging even stronger. I'm still in a period of rest because I was just so exhausted by the time that I submitted my manuscript. And I was in Lisbon for work when this happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I was so exhausted. I don't think I realized just how much I had pushed myself until I had stopped. And I know for a lot of us, that is the case. You don't realize just how tired you are until you stop, you know? Um, so I've been in a state of recovery and just slowness and playing and pleasure and seeing my people again and responding to messages, <laughs> which is a whole other thing, because um, I really have just been in absolute retreat. And yeah, I'm re-emerging and I feel very good. I feel so inspired. I feel so proud of myself. And so many of you have been sending me the most encouraging messages and cheerleading me and sending your creative inspiration and I'm just so grateful I'm truly grateful and for for those of you that have been listening and re-listening to old episodes those that have found this podcast for the first time and you still have plenty of episodes to listen to just thank you for spending your time and giving me your attention and your support I am eternally grateful and I that's a grave understatement actually Ooh, so that's that on where I have been and the book that I've been writing. And some of you might already know that the title of this book is 
the third perspective. Let me know how that lands in your body and in your mind when I say it. The third perspective. And the subtitle is Brave Expression in the Age of Intolerance. And this is something that I'm so proud of. This is something that's going to be very practical. I wanted it to not just be about the why. I wanted it to very much give you the how in a practical but fun and just very direct way. I'm not mincing my words in anything that I've written in this book, um, which I had kind of done in the first version of it, which is why I had to do a rewrite of, yeah, huge proportions. But yeah, I I won't say any more until it's available for pre-order, until, you know, I fully announce it to the world, but the third perspective is going to be in your hands next spring, early summer. And yeah, I'm, I'm just so fucking excited. So that is the book. That is the big update on the book where I have been. And the second thing that has been happening in my world, um, and I feel a bit of sadness, you know, today as I sit here, even though I feel a lot of joy and I'm very proud and I feel very excited because everything else in my life is going exactly as it needs to, you know, there, there isn't anything happening externally that feels heavy or feels sad or anything in that realm. But I am still grieving the loss of my relationship with my ex and I can't remember when I recorded the episode of grieving someone who is still alive maybe it was in April or maybe it was in May I think it might have been in one of those months but if you go back and listen to that episode or if you have already listened to that episode you will be aware that I broke up with my ex around that time Um, We actually broke up in January, but we were very much in a on and off trying to figure things out, trying to um, prepare ourselves for therapy so we could get support in our relationship because we deeply, deeply, deeply love each other. I don't think I've ever loved someone so much in my entire life. And this man means a great deal to me. Words, it, it always feels like words cheapen what I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to express because I, I I really have never felt so um bonded with someone spiritually, emotionally, mentally, sexually, all of the lees. <laughs> um so it's been very difficult because we decided to try again a few times this year and we were always shown for one reason or another that it wasn't going to work and we tried again for the final time in September and we ended things for the final time in October so I have been as I've been writing as I've been moving through this huge hurdle in my creative process I've also been dealing with severe heartbreak and the grief that comes with that. And I've never been in my entire life in a on and off relationship or something that could remotely be seen as on and off. But it's because we really wanted to make things work. We really, 
really, really wanted to make things work. This is someone that I don't hold any animosity for. This is someone that I deeply respect and always will for as long as I live. This is someone that introduced me to parts of myself that I didn't believe that I had access to. I didn't know that I could love someone so deeply and I didn't know or fully believe that I could receive love so deeply. I think I did, but you know, only when you experience something, do you truly have the awareness, um, of how deep you can go within that experience. And, and that's exactly what happened with me and him. So it was, it was always very, very difficult to truly let go or to believe that I can let go of what we had. So the grieving period has just been, man, it's, it's been so intense. Even as recently as yesterday, I found myself going through two years worth of text messages. And I know I shouldn't have done that. I know that's sort of pressing onto the wound, but it's what I needed. And it gave me the comfort that I needed, even though (laughs) I was in, in tears for most of it. But it was a reminder of the time that we've shared. It was a reminder of our love. It was a reminder that these are things and it's a reality that I've experienced and it's not going anywhere. It's just going to be very different and we might be in each other's lives in the future. We might not be in each other's lives at all. Um, But I have those memories, you know, I have loved him and I do love him, but it's been fucking hard. It has been so, so, so hard. And I, I made a commitment to myself that I'm, I'm not going to, ooh, I made a commitment to myself that I'm not going to close my heart. I made a commitment to myself that I'm going to use this as evidence that the love that I deserve and the love that truly exists for me is out there in the world. And not even just out there, it is within me. And I have a deep love and appreciation for men. I love men so much. (laughs) I love men so much and I just through this relationship with my ex I have my my love adoration and appreciation for men has just deepened so so much and also for women because I've been able to experience myself as a woman in just a in just a very very different way and to go deeper into myself as a feminine being. And some of this language and what I'm saying can sound really abstract. Maybe you're thinking, uh, okay. Um, but I know that a lot of you listening might resonate with this, even though the details are different. You know, when you encounter someone or something in your life that just gives you a deeper understanding of self, it's not something to be taken for granted. You know, it's not something to be taken lightly and I really don't take the past couple of years that I've known this man lightly at all um but yeah there's been there's been a lot of pain that I've been dealing with around that but I know that you know time is a healer of all and I'm doing everything I can in my power to look after myself to look after my mind to um also get very clear on what some of my non-negotiables are I think 
something that I'm very proud of from my end in terms of this relationship coming to an end is that I was not willing to negotiate my standards. And please go back to the episode that I did on do you have high standards or unrealistic expectations? Because there really is a difference between unrealistic expectations and having high standards. For me, when I talk about standards, it's mainly things that are related to characteristics and qualities and the specific way that I need to be loved by someone. And it goes beyond material. It doesn't even have anything to do with material things necessarily. That can be a part of that. But for me, that is not the entirety of it at all. And I know that sometimes you can have standards that for someone else are unrealistic expectations, but I have a deep knowing of self. I trust myself so much. I know what my past has been. I know what my present is and I know what the future that I want to live is. So I'm very clear on what my standards are and I will never push my standards onto someone else because that's when they become expectations. And in this relationship, as much as we loved each other without me going into great detail, there was a conflict, you know, when it came to the standards that I had and some of my desires and what I needed in order for me to feel truly fulfilled in the relationship, in order for me to feel that I could fully give my 100%. And we tried to figure it out. We tried to make it work. We tried to, in some ways, negotiate things, but there were areas that I wasn't willing to compromise on. And there were areas that he wasn't willing to compromise on. So we respected each other enough to acknowledge that it was not going to work instead of me trying to bend myself to fit into his reality or him bending himself to fit in mine. We had to accept that it was not going to work in the way that we needed it to. And we did a therapy session and try to get an objective perspective and in some ways it helped but in some ways it didn't because we had already covered a lot of that ground and had been trying to cover it for the past year um so yeah it it, it was hard it was hard and it still feels hard but I also feel grounded in my decision I feel proud of myself because I haven't because I haven't overridden my own boundaries and I would like to think that I haven't done the same for his too. But again, it's still, it's still fucking difficult, you know, because to me, he was my person and he's someone that I miss and think about every single day, every single day without fail, you know? Um, yeah. So that's something that I, I'm sort of working with in real time on this side of town, um, but it, it, it's getting better. It's getting better every single day and it's preparing me for the year that I I know I'm going to have next year. I know that next year is going to be a very big growth edge for me when it comes to the publication of my book, but several projects that I'm launching, but also the person that I want to become. I love the person that I am. I love the woman that you know, I am sitting with right now in this moment in time. And I know that there's so much of my greatness that I'm going to lean into. And I know that for a lot of you listening to this, whether you're a man or a woman, I know that 
you are also going to be leaning into your greatness in ways that might scare you, you know, in ways that might stretch you. And I really want to prepare myself internally for the many growth edges that I'm going to be stepping into next year. And I know that in realizing that I wrote the wrong book, but not giving up on myself and actually going back into the process and writing the book that I'm supposed to write, that was a huge growth edge that required a shit ton of resilience, that required a shit ton of self-trust, you know, but I did it. I did it. And the same with my relationship with my ex, the exact same thing, even though I love this man so much and always will for as long as I live, I had to trust myself. I had to trust myself and my intuition as a woman. I had to be okay with saying that this is not going to work. I had to be okay with him saying that some of the things that I was putting forward were not going to work for him. And that required a shit ton of self-trust on both our part and a lot of resilience because every single day I feel like reaching back out. I feel like sending a text. I feel like calling. I feel like um, just touching him and holding him and all of the other things that I've mentioned before earlier on in the year, because I still feel them. I probably feel them even more intensely now, but I know that I have to just trust myself. I know that I have to feel what I feel and that I have to be with this pain and that this adversity is setting me up for something great. You know, I have to trust that. Um, so next year, or even just in the months that are following, I, I'm just looking forward to becoming even more of me. You know, I feel like me right now, but I know that there's more of me out there. There's more of me to meet. And yeah, I, I, I just feel, I do feel very excited about the unknown. I think that unknown can feel very frightening and, you know, there's good reason for that. But I, I feel very, very excited about the unknown. Um, yeah, so it feels good to be back. It feels good to be back and recording this and speaking this out loud because for me, even if no one was listening to this, if, if only a handful of people and not the <laughs> hundreds of thousands that listen to this, um, if it was just five people, I would still speak into this microphone whenever I can. I would still laugh and um, express myself in this way because I do find it very useful to speak things out loud. I find it useful to document. I find it useful to add to my archive. I find it useful to tell these stories and to speak things onto my identity because I know the power of language. My goodness, do I know the power of language and I'm, I'm discovering its power and learning its power and experiencing its power every single day and I'm very grateful that I get to do that here um so this episode is me just saying hi again it's me crawling out of my creative cave and my grief cave to have these conversations with you and yeah I'm very excited about so many other things that I'm going to be bringing forward here but um I'm not going to put them forward right now I'm going to stop this conversation and I'm going to go for a walk. Um, I can feel a lot of sadness in my heart. So today I just need to, I just need to be with that. I need to be with that, but I also need to be with the honoring 
of the big thing that I have done, the fact that I have written these 64,000 words and they get to be in your hands very, very soon. They get to be impactful. They get to change lives. They get to change minds, even for the people that are not going to like what I have to say. Um, it's still going to plant a seed, you know, and I think I've been so deep in the writing experience that I haven't had a chance to properly zoom out and to really realize just how huge this is. So my walk today, this morning, <laughs> um, should help me to kind of process all of the things that are running through my mind and my heart right now. But I just wanted to say hi wanted to say hi to say that I've missed you so much and I'm very very excited to continue on with you here on Beyond the Self and before you exit please do make sure that you rate and that you review this podcast this show because it really does give people that social proof that allows them to know that something wonderful, something beautiful, something worthy is happening here. And it's a tiny little action that makes a huge difference. And um, yeah, that's, that's all I have to give today. But I love you. I'm very grateful. And I cannot wait to be with you in the next episode.